Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the CrossRip for the week of March 13th, 2017. We've got a really fun show coming up for you guys. We have a little bit of news, not too much, but then we're going to get into a discussion all the way directly from Germany coming into your ear holes. We have the team from Playmobil. They're going to be talking about their new upcoming toys. Even going to talk a little bit about those two uh, trailers that they did, which were a lot of fun, all of the animation. It's going to be a lot of great discussion, so make sure that you stay tuned for the whole thing. Stillplayingwithtoys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keymaster? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Don't look at me. I think these people are completely nuts. Woo! It's become quite apparent that when they split the, the genes, my immune system ended up with Thomas because whenever he brings home something, I get hit like a Mack truck and Maria skates by relatively unscathed. It's hilarious too because, you know, every virus can affect everybody. It's just that the stuff that gets through him is definitely going to get through me. Whereas Maria's the one sitting on the couch going, oh, I have the sniffles. I hope I'm not getting sick. I'm like, and that's it. That's all she'll have is the sniffles. Meanwhile, I'm lying up in bed and I'm lost my voice. Like, it's just <laughs> ridiculous stuff. <sighs> Uh, well, and it's not helping that, uh, so the hour is very late slash early right now. We've got a really fun show. We've got, we've got Playmobil on the line. It's going to be, we're, we're, that's, Chris is sick. It's, uh, both of us have not slept. It's very early slash late in the evening, but we have really fun stuff coming up for you. So, um, so I think let's, Chris, for, for the sake of both of us, so that we can get back into, to our REM cycles and we can get back to whatever that dream was that you were having let's let's just we'll we'll just we'll just jump into it we'll dive into it we'll do some news then we'll do uh this interview with the playmobile folks we have um it's it's pretty awesome uh we have on uh, uh, in the green room here in the crossroad green room we have uh alex ruff peter O'Higley. he never really corrected me peter Higby, I think, and then Regina Welker, uh, all in Germany that are waiting to talk to us. So we'll do some news, then we'll talk to them, and we'll come back to you guys. All right, let's let's do this. Here comes the news. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Uh, Saturn Awards, uh, I think you phrased it because, uh, uh, full disclosure, everybody, I, um, I've been on jury duty the last few days. And so, uh, <laughs> Mr. Chris Stewart stepped in and he wrote the rundown for this week's show, which was awesome. Thank you so much, sir, for doing that. But, uh, but you wrote, look, this is the nerd Oscars and you are absolutely correct on this rundown. Yes. Uh, the, the Saturns are we all watched the Oscars. We all thought, really? That was the best hair and makeup? That was the best? Oh, okay, sure, whatever. Saturn Awards usually get it right, at least in terms of my personal tastes and my yes. where where my interests lie, that's usually where the Saturn Awards uh, end up. If you've, ever sat around, yeah, if you've ever sat around complaining, uh, an animated movie will never, like an animated movie or a science fiction movie will never you know, take the, the an Oscar. Uh, just go to the Saturn Awards. It's yeah, all fine. Yeah, and I mean, and sorry, 
Oh, I was going to say all, all the genre stuff that we all enjoy, especially if you're listening to this, a Ghostbusters podcast, the Saturn Awards are a little more apropos for, for your tastes than the Oscars are because they, they look at that broad spectrum of comic book movies, sci-fi movies, fantasy movies, uh, and it's not even movies, it's movies, TV, books, um, video games now. They've actually yep. incorporated video games into everything, so it's, it's a huge a gamut of stuff that they end up working with. And in a few rare cases, uh, there are people who have received Saturn Awards that are happier to have gotten the Saturn Awards than a Golden Globe or an Oscar. Sure, like, yeah. So, uh, but well, yes, I, you you called out James Cameron and John Williams uh, on on the rundown here. I mean these are, these are people. Yep. Uh, James Cameron, uh, best director, best picture, uh, so many awards that he's received, even technical and achievement awards because of all of the stuff that he's done and visual effects and camera and and John Williams, a, a man who needs no introduction. Um, they're humbled by the Saturn awards. So if that tells you the esteem that these awards have, uh, the honor that a lot of the awards carry with them. Um, and again, yeah. in the interest of full disclosure, there was something that I worked on and I said, look, if we get, if we get nominated for a Saturn award, that's all that matters, man. And sure enough, you know, we got nominated, we didn't win, but, uh, that's okay. Uh, the, but- the thing about the Saturns is that they are, uh, if you are a member of the, oh, I can't remember the acronym, but the science fiction writers something. It's a, it's like the Illuminati of science fiction. It's yeah, like I mean, if it's, Isaac it's, Asimov started a posse, that's who these people would be. That's essentially. Yeah, it's it's the the nerd equivalent of you know being a member of the academy. The trouble with the academy is is that. It encompasses all filmmaking, and then you know the members of the academy. It's kind of uh, they they all vote on what they like, and you've heard the stories. Like people are just sort of like, "Oh, I kind of went with what I thought was popular," or "I didn't have time to watch all the screeners," and blah de blah de blah. Um, it's uh, it's kind of like the Saturns are kind of somewhere between the academy members voting. And like a People's Choice Award sort of thing, if that makes any right. sense. Yeah, it is such a large body of members, and they are such a sampling of genre-minded people that, uh, yeah, a lot of people when they win the Saturns know that their people have appreciated what they're done. Don't yeah. get me wrong; when somebody wins an Oscar, TM, well, you yeah. know, they're pretty yeah. chuffed that people have recognized their filmmaking. But you know that when you've won a Saturn, the people that you've made that movie for, not just people in general, but specifically the people that you really want to like it, they really liked it. Yeah, so. it's it's a jury of your peers. So, I mean, the, the whole reason we bring Perfect. this up is, is Ghostbusters answer well the call. Put. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's jury. <laughs> jury of your peers. What have you it's been doing sitting head. up drinking tea while I fell asleep? That no. was succinct. Six, well, and also I've been on jury duty for three days. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, I don't uh, think it's fair that you should have me for jury because <laughs> I can read thoughts. <laughs> I you can. had a chance to pull the Liz Lemon and you failed, obviously. I, I didn't. Well, my God, there were people, I, I won't get into it. Yeah, there were people that said I don't they think heard it's voices. Fair because, I, because I'm a hologram. You look fine to me. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, sorry, we so sidetracked. Why are we talking about the we, Saturn Awards? We bring awards? this up because of Ghostbusters Answer the Call. They are actually nominated for a couple of these Saturn Awards. Now, interestingly enough, Chris, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Yes. The Saturn Awards that they are up for, they're nominated in Best Fantasy Film Release, 
So this uh-huh. is Ghostbusters Answer the Call is facing the BFG, Fantastic Beasts, Jungle Book, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, A Monster Calls, and Pete's Dragon. Yes. Interesting company. Let's come back to that. Um, and then <laughs> the, the second award that they're up for is... Um, is it Best Supporting... Supporting Dr- Actress, Kate yeah. McKinnon. Kate, Kate McKinnon, Best Supporting Actress in a Film. So, again, she's up against... This is Scarlett Johansson for Captain America Civil War, Tilda Swint, uh, Swinton for uh, Doctor Strange, Margot Robbie for Suicide Squad. Uh, again, it's 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 good company to be in. It's all of the things that we all saw, and we were like, oh, that was a great movie. I really enjoyed that. Or I really loved... Tilda Swinton in, in Doctor Strange. Holy crap, what a great role for her. So, um, but let's rewind. Best fantasy film. This is this is the one that I'm kind of looking and I'm scratching my head going, all right, the original Ghostbusters was a horror slash comedy film. Fantasy, not so much, in the sense that I would say that like Star Wars is a sci-fi fantasy film. Uh, why, why do you think it got lumped in, in this particular group and not, I mean, obviously, but there's also a horror, um, sub genre. It's best horror film release, which is like the conjuring and don't breathe Ouija, the witch autopsy of Jane Doe. So it, it very, very sort of straightforward there. And then science fiction is more sort of the arrivals, independence day resurgence, questionable, uh, Rogue One passengers like that, that genre as well. So is it because it doesn't quite fit into a bucket? I mean, we've always known that Ghostbusters is sort of its own unique sort of formula of stuff. Is that why it just can't be defined? No, it's because four women can't be Ghostbusters, Troy. Surely it's <laughs> fantasy. How dare you um, say such things on International Women's Day? <laughs> I actually, I actually say that because I'm actually curious about how this will go uh, because the Saturns of late, particularly in the book area, have had a real problem with some battles of people arguing for um, yeah to stop making it a, a a white guys club. If that makes any sense, it's been a real fight internally to the extent that forces within it have gone out of their way to try and drum up the numbers of white dudes to try to <laughs> affect voting, and it's been a whole to do so what you're saying um, is here we go again great here we go again yeah great um but i think i think you're right i think it's that it just doesn't easily fit uh in a in a bucket i, I which is ironic because of course this is the first ghostbusters where they went out of their way to try to make some uh physics with a capital p uh sense of 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 the the you know the mechanics of ghostbusting yeah absolutely but yeah at the end of the day it is it's ghosts i think that's mostly what it comes down to is that because it involves ghosts whereas um i, I mean <laughs> i just recently saw independence day resurgence and i really want my money back and <laughs> i watched it for free on netflix so that should tell you something um that deals with aliens right like it's if there was a meter uh, between close to reality uh, uh, or possible and uh, close to unreality and fantasy and impossible, uh, Ghostbusters is kind of sitting comfortably in the realm of 
of you know flights of fantasy whereas independence day resurges just ticks past the middle into the the reality part just because nobody's discounted aliens and, <laughs> and and all that sort of thing aliens remain this mathematical you know argument amongst uh, scholars about whether yeah. they're out there or not so that's that's basically what it comes down to i guess well, so we won't we won't know if they win until the end of June. These are just the uh, the nomination announcements. Um, yeah. And again, much like we talked about the Razzies, and everybody's like, "Why didn't Ghostbusters get nominated for a Razzie?" Uh, very uh, actually, it's in good company. I mean, this is this is not some fly by night. The Saturns have been around since the early seventies. I think in the rundown you said nineteen seventy three, Chris. Nineteen seventy three. Yeah. Yeah. So pre pre Star Wars, uh, a New Hope. Um, I mean, it's it's. it's it's such a cliche thing to say but uh just the honor of being nominated uh is is actually noteworthy and i think in this instance yes i mean again looking at some of the company you mentioned independence day resurgence which i still haven't seen i still need to see that movie but (sighs) a, a few questionable choices on there which some people will probably point out but um yeah again it's it's this is not people are are recognizing the merit in this and maybe as a fantasy film uh i i mean again it's it's it sort of points back to everybody wanting a, a proton pack strapped on their back and they want to be able to go out there and bust ghosts uh it's that sort of wish fulfillment and maybe that's the fantasy genre in there so um so yeah june 28th burbank california we will keep you guys posted when that actually happens um, I don't believe the Saturns are actually televised this year. Unfortunately, I think uh, the previous years they were uh, on like S- Spike TV or maybe even on the Sci-Fi Channel. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's not something that's televised. Uh, there you go, Oscars. You get your day in the limelight for once. <laughs> Um, but Hey, uh, speaking of people that have gotten their day in the limelight, this is, uh, this is something that I definitely wanted to bring up on the show. Um, and, and a couple of the guys had reached out to us. We did it on social media and I've seen it sort of across Facebook and Twitter, but the, um, the Massachusetts ghostbusters, uh, this is, again, we talk about all of the sort of crappy things in life. Uh, their negativity is, is a very prevailing thought this day and age. Uh, but the Massachusetts ghostbusters have done some really great stuff. They actually, um, was it for the, Oh, it was for children's hospital. Yeah. Bay state children's hospital. They raised over $5,000, uh, in donations and through all of their fundraising that they, they do, uh, very cool. They got the big publishers clearinghouse check, which I'm always uh, a big fan of, uh, you know, the, the actual ceremony of handing over the giant check is something that I really uh, adore and I'm glad that they did that. But, (laughs) uh, so, so, uh, just shout out to those guys. I mean, I know it's, uh, $5,000. We all hear about things in millions and billions of dollars now, but even a a few dollars helps for, especially for these children's hospitals. So, uh, you know, $5,000, that's a, that's a big check and a lot of hard work for those guys. So, uh, hat tip to them. I break it down into thousand dollars because thousand dollars, you know, even though they may not necessarily spend it that way, thousand dollars buys, you know, a piece of machinery. You're, you're you're starting to tinker in budgets that involve you know dialysis machines for kids and or um, the the warming uh, beds for yeah. you know, premature babies and stuff like that. Yeah, so five thousand dollars, that's going to make a big difference, even totally. if it ends up spread out over you know several months of a certain supply or something like that. 
Yeah, it's you're not uh, you're not brightening one day. You're brightening uh, several weeks, months, years of of one of these kids' lives that's in in the hospital. So that's that's really cool. Um, and then Ghostbusters Italia. This is uh, a video that I haven't gotten to watch because uh, the the Wi-Fi at the particular um, courthouse that I'm in is not that great. But I saw the first part of it, and it looks like it's uh, the the Ray Charles sequence from Blues Brothers. Chris, what what is this? Yeah. Can you explain this? Basically, to me? What, what happened? Well, let's start with the fact that Ghostbusters Italia continues to embarrass the rest of us with their small New York apartment sized convention booth which is huge like it is containment it unit is, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 borderline heading i've been to the new york fire hall i think it's safe to say they have about a quarter of the footprint of the actual new york fire hall it is crazy and it's modeled to look like the 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 you know containment unit basement and bits of the fire hall and all that and it, so it's sizable, um, and I believe it was them that also had the the video cabinet that mimicked the uh, the the viewing containment unit for Slimer. I think you're right. It was. I think it, they they had the viewing containment unit for Slimer, and then they had like the interactive Vigo, wasn't it? Them that yeah, they, they had like the so. giant like um, canvas print of Vigo that had the motion activated. Uh, like I think it was all the lines of dialogue from the video game. Maybe I can't recall yeah, now. It was it was a while so. ago, but yeah, and the giant banner with the, in their name and all this sort of thing. So I mean, already they present, uh, you know, really amazingly at at a convention, uh, and that's not to belittle any of the rest of uh, the groups out there doing it. But man, Italia is every single time they're always doing something where I'm sitting there going. Why the hell have none of us thought of doing this? Anyways, for whatever particular reason, they in the midst of the, the this uh, recent convention, there's by my count like nearly a dozen of them, <laughs> all dancing and lip syncing to yeah Ray Ray Charles uh, Shake Your Tail Feather, uh, complete with one of them uh, filling in for uh, Ray at a a table where he's pretending to play the piano and all that. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's several minutes of it, right? Like that, that's more con fun than I've, you know, I've seen in a while. Yeah. That's I mean, don't get me awesome. wrong. It's, I've seen people and they go to cons and they have fun and, you know, but an entire group putting on a show, that's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh so it's, it's a video that's up on the Ghostbusters Italia and the Ghostbusters mania uh, Facebook pages. Uh, but yeah, that, that was one of those, it popped up, you know, we, we record on Wednesday nights. I think that popped up this morning, right? It was either this yeah. morning or last night. So, uh, but I, I, I have it as Monday evening, according to my, Oh man, what I've, I've lost all time, Chris, where am I? <laughs> I don't what know. It like this? fell over. What the hell, man? <laughs> That's what happens. That's unfortunately what happens. But uh, so, yeah. So uh, shout out to all the fan groups that are doing all of this great work. Um, please. I mean, we, we do say this uh, pretty often on the show, but if you do have something, if you have an event coming up, um, give give us enough uh, advance notice. Uh, keep in mind that we record sometimes a week or two in advance uh, on the show. So um, we do get some messages from you guys that say, hey, we've got something coming up tomorrow. We want you guys to, to get out to the, the audience and 
Unfortunately, the production schedule does not allow us we to will, do such things. Yeah. So, we'll happily post those to the social medias, but there's no way to get it into the show, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think what, what really helps is call that voicemail line uh, a couple of weeks in advance and tell us what you've got coming up or how uh, people out there can help you with... Again, if you're raising funds for Children's Hospital or, or you're doing a, good, a great fundraiser for a good cause, um, make sure that you hit that, that voicemail line. Yeah. As much notice as you, as you guys can give us, and that way we can get it on the show and, and help you boost the signal. So, um, uh, Yeah, do it far enough in advance, and we can uh, drop it in there even a, a couple of times over a couple episodes. Yes, so. yes, exactly, exactly. Write yourself a little copy, and we'll be so lazy, we won't do it for you. We'll put you <laughs> in our show. Well, yeah, we'll make you guys do it. That's right. That's, that's why I told you to do it on the voicemail line is so that you can just read your own copy. You can give us right. all of the, the action items and all of the places that need to, that need to be uh, targeted and, and done. It's, it's easy as pie, but yep. don't, but it's don't fine. talk too fast. Take a deep breath before you speak. Yeah. And, and <laughs> if you're not comfortable with that, as I understand some people are, or if you're uh, our good friends, the Welsh ghostbusters, uh, thank you guys so much for all of your support. Um, you know, if, if you're across the pond and you look at that uh, United States-based uh, telephone number for the voicemail line and you go, yeah, right, guys, come on, I'm not calling that thing long distance, uh, send us the copy or send us an email with your voice on it or, you know, there's there's plenty of ways for us to help you get that signal out. So, um, again, I, the only reason I say this is because we do get some, some requests from time to time saying, hey, there's something coming up on Saturday we want you guys to help us out with and... Uh, it's on Friday and the episode is already in the can and edited and online and ready to post by that point. So uh, just give us a week or two and we'll, we'll help you guys out. We really want to help you guys out. Um, there's this, this guy who we kind of should help out, Chris. I don't know. His name is, um, let me get this right. William. No, sorry. Bill, Bill Murray. He's on the rundown <laughs> here. He needs our help for some sort of charity as well. Um, it's like a golf tournament. I don't, why are we being included in this? This is really strange. Yeah. And I don't know what Bill Murray's got to do with golf, but it sounds like a topsy turvy world. <sighs> I don't know where we are heads and tails of this. I cannot make, but, uh, Hey, do you guys want to, do you want to golf with the Murray brothers? That's a rhetorical question because the answer is always yes to that. Everybody should always want to golf. Even if you don't golf, you should want to golf with the Murray brothers. I, I, I'm like Happy Gilmore when I get out there. I have no idea how to do a golf swing. Uh, I look like a stupid idiot who plays hockey because that's what I, I am. And uh, I, I'm i going to do this. For $10, they're doing a, a, a charity event that they're raising some money for. It's basically a raffle uh, to win a round of golf with the Murray brothers. Um, and this this is a lot of fun. This is really cool. Unfortunately, Chris, my, my phone died. Um so I don't have the copy in front of me. Do you have the copy in front of you that we have I do. for this? Okay. <clears throat> uh, Bill Murray is back for another Prizio campaign to raise money for the Murray Brothers Caddyshack Charity Golf Tournament. And this time he's inviting you and three friends oh, oh. for a foursome in the tournament. Uh, the tournament is at the World Golf Village in St. Augustine, Florida. If you win, we'll fly you and three friends down. We'll also throw in hotel accommodations at the Renaissance Hotel at World Golf Village for your two-day stay in Florida. It's not just a day of golf either. It's two straight days of partying. 
You'll have VIP access for four to the pairings party on March 23rd and the concert party on the 24th. All it takes to enter is a $10 donation to help raise money for life-saving services to communities all across the country. And if you donate more, you'll have more chances to win. Every $10 gets you 100 entries. So what are you waiting for? That's, you should be waiting for nothing. And the one thing I do know without my phone being on is the web address is really easy. It's one of those bit.ly, uh, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Murray Golf. That's all you got to do. You got to go to that website, and that's how you enter. You pay them the $10 for your raffle tickets. That's all you got to do. It's it's uh, pretty easy. And uh, if you show up in your William Murray Golf attire, um, that's probably extra special <laughs> bonus points would be my guess because that stuff is impossible to get still. <sighs> I'm not bitter. I swear. I'm I'm doing okay. It's just it's I, I want order. one of those shirts. It's ridiculous. It's so hard to get one of those shirts. Which one is uh, Bill Murray's uh, Hunter S. Thompson uh, shirt? Was he wearing the uh, the uh, F plight or was he wearing the the what was the brunch one? Oh. Give me brunch or I like brunch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't well, remember. The, the Murray a- is like a Murray Manhattan, which is like it's all of the like uh, whiskey glasses with the Manhattan in them. Um, right. And then there were the overalls that he wore on Squawk Talk. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 cool stuff. I mean, it's it's the kind of stuff that if you're Bill Murray, you get away with wearing. But if, uh, speaking of yeah. my jury duty, if I show up to the courthouse and I'm wearing those overalls, everybody goes, what are you doing? This is supposed to be business casual. Get out of here. Mistrial. Throw them all out. There's a uh, picture of him and Hunter S. Thompson. I believe it's Hunter S. Thompson wearing the pl- plight as F shirt i yeah. still remember what the brunch one was anyways um it's coming up quick i mean by the time you hear this there's probably a deadline they didn't mention one but i think we're getting relatively close so when you hear the sound of our voice don't dawdle yeah do it uh, now even if it's just a throat if you want to debate throwing more than 10 bucks in you can kind of you know take that time but just to be safe throw 10 bucks in the pot right now um, that's very close to my birthday. Maybe I'll throw ten bucks in and yeah, see if get your fate gives me a present. Yeah, do it. Get, yeah. get the one hundred uh, raffle tickets in this thing and and see what happens. You got. I can go down and I can discuss uh, golden Cadillacs with Bill Murray himself. <laughs> how do you get the How do you get the cream not to curdle? Is what yeah. I'm, I want to know. Exactly. I was gonna say, get the 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 alchemy down to a science with that man. That's the, right. the source himself. Yeah. I've tried it, but the alcohol makes the cream curdle, so I don't think I'm doing it quite right. That's when he hits you over top of the head, and he's like. <laughs> On, and listen, man. guys, I'm only really good at pitch and putt. So for the tee off, I'm just going to huck it as hard as I can. I'll, okay. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> What's that? I, I have no chance of winning. Oh, I have no chance of winning anyway. So I might as well just throw it. Might as well throw it. Yeah. Uh, all these people that have donated their 10 bucks. Uh, it, it, uh, hopefully it's all it's, you know, uh, 10,000 million billion people have donated their $10 and they've raised a lot of funds. And even though we have no chance of doing it, at least they've, they've raised the money for their foundation. So that's good. It's but, all for a good cause. Yeah, exactly. Alice, I'm going to ask you a couple of standard questions. Okay. Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? What are you supposed to do, some kind of a cosmonaut? What has that got to do with it? 
earlier in the show um both of us sound a little sleepy and there's a reason for that uh, because in in the green room uh we do set up a, a lovely spread we have the the great rainbow uh role plate that we get from costco uh there's plenty of of water and coffee and that's about all that we can afford here at the cross rip as you noticed we don't have sponsors anymore hey you guys want to sponsor us reach out to me um but uh we have we have lovely people on the line from Germany that want to talk to you guys about the Playmobil uh, action figures and play sets and vehicles and all these great things that are coming out that we saw at Toy Fair. And uh, the New York and New Jersey guys were really fortunate to get to see those firsthand. They were actually there at Toy Fair 2017. Um, so uh, let's let's get them on the line. Are you ready for this, Chris? Are you cool? Do you... I, I mean, I know... I'm set. You've got Tom Hanks stuff uh, in, on the brain, Sorry. so... I'll sit in the back to be quiet and make notes, but All right. other than that, I'm ready to go. All right, let's go. Let's bring him in here. Here we go. Hello. Troy. Hi, Troy. <laughs> How are you? Thanks so much for uh, joining me on this. Of course. Thanks Where? for inviting us. Oh, of course. We're, are, have you just returned from Toy Fair, or did you end up uh, going to New York? We actually did not go to New York. Oh, we had okay. our US colleagues um, at the show. We are actually based at the German HQ, or it's the worldwide HQ actually, but it's in Germany, close to Nuremberg. Oh, uh, okay. Because I, I, I wondered when you decided uh, this Tuesday, I thought, oh boy, if they're flying back on Monday and, <laughs> and coming back <laughs> and, and going immediately to work, that's going to be a long trip. So uh, let's, um, for, for the listening audience, uh, if you guys wouldn't mind, just so that they can become familiar with your voices, um, maybe just go around and we'll introduce yourselves. Uh, Alex, let's, let's start with you. Maybe tell us who you are and what you do for the company. Okay. All right. So uh, first up, Troy, thank you for the interest in our brand and for inviting us to join this podcast. We are very happy to be able to speak to the Ghostbusters fan community. Of course. Um, and uh, I actually... Um, I'm a product manager and licensing manager at Playmobil, so um, I am directly involved in the new toy development and also responsible for licensing in third-party properties like the Ghostbusters. And we thank you for it. It's <laughs> We're so glad that you guys are, are one of the licensors for Ghostbusters. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Peter, so that people can be familiar with your voice, would you mind uh, introducing yourself as well? Yeah. So, hello to you all, everybody. So, my name is Peter. Uh, I'm responsible for um, yeah, the animation part on uh, the Playmobil side. So, I'm the head of the digital entertainment here. Yeah, movies, animation movies, and also uh, app games are yeah under my responsibility. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And, and speaking of which, we also have Regina online. Certainly, last, last but not least. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Regina, as the Americans say. In Germany, we say Regina. <laughs> oh, Regina, yes. <laughs> but it's no problem. <laughs> and I'm the creative director of Woodblog, and we are a German animation studio. And I studied film uh, about, I think, 10 years ago. And now I'm a director for animated content. And luckily, I'm working with Playmobil. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. So, uh, before because of my my American pronunciations, before we get too far, it is Playmobil, right? Not Playmobil. Um. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> the brand name is indeed pronounced Playmobil. Okay. All right. 
However, there were also um, a lot of like nicknames that the Playmobil fan community gave the brand and especially the figures. So uh, the most well-known of these nicknames would be Clickies, Clicks, or simply Playmos. So <laughs> Playmos. there's a lot, a lot of love from the fans. Oh, that's great. That's uh, I feel okay for all of these times that we've been talking about your awesome products on the the podcast. I have always called it Playmobil, and I've always felt like maybe it's Playmobile, and I'm doing this incorrectly. So I'm glad. Whew, I'm glad we're all right there. But uh, yeah, you clear. <laughs> <laughs> So um, let's. I guess let's start with the origins of of the the Ghostbusters product here. Maybe Alex, maybe you might be the best one to speak to this. But um, so, how did the opportunity arise to create these tie-in products with Ghostbusters? Um, and and what is it about the property that lends itself well to the Playmobil brand? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Playmobil considers itself a timeless and classic toy brand. So there are not a lot of brands in this world that are as iconic as Playmobil. Sure. Um, so our approach was to look for properties that are considered classic and iconic as well. And Ghostbusters clearly matches this criteria and remains popular around the globe. Um, you know, at the center of every Playmobil box, there is always the three inches tall Playmobil figure. And this really represents our core strength, which is giving the kids like the perfect toy for role playing and reenacting what they experience in their lives. And it's also kind of a canvas for kids to project their imagination onto and create new stories with this figure. And um, from a play pattern, it is therefore also perfectly suited for expanding the stories of kids' favorite movie characters as well. So Ghostbusters in particular is a great fit with Playmobil due to the many accessories and the gear that the Ghostbusters use in the movies, like the PKE meter, mm. the Ecto goggles, or walkie-talkies. And this is really a specialty of Playmobil. We have like a wealth of accessories in our toy system as well. The Ghostbusters also have the Ecto-1, and this is like kind of similar to police cars and ambulances that we already have in our standard assortment. So the stretch is not too far. And the Ghostbusters Firehouse as well is not very far from a Playmobil Firefighter HQ that we have released in multiple mm. variations to date. And this is also something that is very, very popular with our fans. So we thought that Ghostbusters specifically um, will be something that both the Ghostbusters fan community as well as the, the Playmobil fan community will, will, um, will love and will, will actually buy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it seems like it's a, a a great fit because with Playmobil toys, you can imprint, like you said, you can imprint yourself upon it. You can use your imagination. That's you as the three inch figure playing in this world. And then, you know, for something like Ghostbusters, uh, all of us have always wanted to strap on one of those proton packs and <laughs> and see if we can bust ghosts ourselves. So it's it's again, it's a great fit. Um, where, when did the design process begin, Alex? Is this something that's been years in the making or or uh, fairly recent? Um, the actual design process started more than a year ago, so uh, definitely a lot of thought went into the final look of the line as it is uh, today, and as it's as it has just been at New York Toy Fair actually. Um, so due to this hard work, we are very very happy that the Ghostbusters fan community seems to really like all of the sets that we created. So, in fact, just this past weekend, um, there were like a lot of local uh, Ghostbusters fan communities at New York Toy Fair and they got a sneak peek of our product. So um, shout out to the New York Ghostbusters and um, thanks a lot for coming out. Yeah, I saw the photos. It looked like it was a good time out there. Um, 
But and so you had mentioned that there are you did have a, a an existing firehouse uh, playset. Was that something that was then modified f- for Ghostbusters, or is this something that's sort of been created whole cloth from scratch? Um, or or how how does that work in the design process? Do you take something that already exists and then try to modify it, or do you start with a brand new sculpt? Um, we try to reuse as many tools and parts that we have in our assortment, but obviously to achieve the level of detail that especially the, the firehouse, for example, has, um, it almost looks picture perfect like the real firehouse that's actually in New York. So um, we had to obviously sculpt um, a lot of parts new specifically for, for this piece. Yeah, that's that's why I ask because it looks so much like the, the actual firehouse in New York City yep. that it would be... Uh, fortuitous if that's what the original <laughs> set looked like but uh yeah it looks so good um I, I feel like it's the firehouse is the one that all of the fans have really latched onto. i mean they've, they've latched onto all six of the sets obviously but the firehouse is the one that seems to draw a lot of attention what um you know what what features are there for this because we actually just got a first glimpse at this at toy fair with all of the sounds and, and the interactivity and, and things like that um you know what what challenges did a big playset like that present both in terms of the functionality and of the design, because it has to be big and it has to be impressive, but it also has to be affordable, right? Um, that's definitely true. So it's always tough to like strike a certain balance between um, creating a product that is very, very attractive to the consumer, but also then in the end has a price point that is as well great for the consumer, you know? So we feel like we did a very good job of not stripping the firehouse down too much so everybody can still see it's the actual firehouse from the movies or from New York, but it still has a lot of play value. So from the outside, we have the facade that's that, that looks exactly like the real thing, um, but still inside you have Janine's office, you have a laboratory from Egon, you have the actual ghost containment unit. Um, so there has to had to be some transfer to the to the Playmobil uh, style, but overall, I think we did a we did a great job of still ha- keeping it at an attractive price point. Yeah, and and the addition because there are electronics in it too as well, right? Doesn't that that immediately increases the price uh, point for it? But still trying to find a way to balance it because it's only like a sixty dollar price point, right? Seventy dollar. Um. Yeah, exactly. It's it's around about seventy dollars. Okay. So um, you're right about electronics, and within the actual firehouse, there are no electronics inside. We do have the original siren and the flashing lights on the Ecto One, though. Oh, okay. So there's only electronics in the Ecto One, but not in in the firehouse. Got it. Okay. Um, and so the other kind of challenge about this, you know, we're talking about price points and designs and functionality and because the Playmobil toys are, you obviously need to play with them. So you've got your, your kids that you're trying to gear the, the, um, toys toward, but then also the collectors, the Ghostbusters community. Um, how do you balance that line as well? What, what do you put in there for the collectors? What do you put in there for the, for the kids? Mm -hmm. Uh, well, first and foremost, Playmobil is a children's toys manufacturer, However, we are fully aware that the Ghostbusters line is something that will actually be bought by many collectors as well. Right. So in order to make the toys suitable for kids, we make sure that there is a lot of humor and fun packed into the set. So Playmobil figures generally smile, and so do our Ghostbusters figures as well. <laughs> and 
funny characters like Slimer and Stay Puft, they were an absolute must in order to get the kids interested. And the slime splatters that we include in some of the set, sets are also going to be fantastic for kids to play with. You know, they are they are made of um, silicone and they can stick to any flat surface. So kids will be taking these and sticking these to windows and walls inside the house. Um, make their parents go crazy with that. And <laughs> so and, and- we got to the fans. We try to stay close to the movies and in the way we transfer the characters into the Playmobil form. So the best example is probably Slimer. And we watched the movies multiple times and thought one of the greatest scenes involving Slimer is when he actually comes out of the hot dog vendor cart and eats all of his hot dogs. So we just knew that had to become a set and will be something that um, that the collectors and Ghostbusters fans will will love about it. Yeah, that's that's the good news is the collectors, they want the same things that the kids do. They want that Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man and the Slimer toy. And yeah, uh, there's a lot of overlap, which is always tough to explain to my wife. Well, why do I want a kid's toy? Well, it's cool. I want... <laughs> it's okay, honey. We have the room for it. Um, so yeah, there's, so there's, uh, there's this uh, saying, you know, that um, like boys and men only differ in the size of their toys, right? <laughs> exactly. The the amount of liquid income that you have as a kid is uh, a lot less than you have as an adult too, which helps. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, uh, again, these are now coming out in in May. Um, but uh, I know that all of the listeners, if I don't have you on the line and ask you this question, will punch me in the face. Um, are there more planned? Are you guys? Are you waiting to? see how these sell and what the response has been like, or are there more in the works? Uh, anything that you can tease for us that might be coming down the line on the toys? <laughs> um, well, we, we do have a few ideas that we are bouncing back and forth, but we can't share anything specific at this point in time. That said, uh, the Ghostbusters universe is definitely a very, very big one where there is no shortage of possible articles to come yeah. in the future. Yeah, that's uh, fingers crossed. We're hoping to see a whole lot more because I'm sure everybody will want to purchase all of them. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's let's kind of segue into the reason that we have uh, uh, Peter and and Regina on the line. I'm sorry, Regina. Did I say it right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Perfect. All right. Excellent. Um, so the the animated spots that you guys did, you've you sort of did a teaser that came out before the end of the year around Christmas time, and then this this uh, full t- uh, trailer that came out in February. Um, a, a great way to announce this uh, line to everybody again for the collectors. It was something that everybody enjoyed seeing. But um, Peter, when did this? Uh, when did the idea to make these animated spots uh, originate? And you know, uh, how did you decide to do it as a shorter spot and then a longer extended trailer? And how? what was the strategy behind all of that? Yeah, Troy, after it was announced that we uh, got the uh, Goose, uh, Ghostbusters licensee, yeah, honestly, I got goosebumps all over my body. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Alex and I, I immediately realized that we absolutely have to create so, uh, trailers for it. So we did, honestly, we did four. We have an uh, announcement trailer first. I think it was in, in August last year. Um, so, yeah. So first we thought to stay as close as possible to the source material with the look and feel to stay true to the brand. The first teaser should be reveal um, too much, uh, uh, not too much, and simply serve as an announcement of um, the cooperation. So we um, present the, the logos, the both, and uh, we presented one of these Ghostbusters from the backside. Um, 
as uh, release date of the second teaser, we immediately uh, realized uh, we should publish this on Halloween. So, yeah, because nothing fits better to the topic uh, as this ghostly day and Slimer should get his exclusive re uh, reveal uh, here. So, yeah, I think it works pretty cool. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and with the Halloween uh, Hello Holiday teaser, we uh, wanted to present uh, Wankman's Dance uh, Spangler and Setmore as a Playmobil character for the first time uh, to keep the tension up uh, until the worldwide reveal at the International Toy Fair in Nuremberg this year. So, yeah, that's the, I think the last shot of, of these four guys is works pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah for absolutely. Us. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, that's, so the, the longer uh, trailer then, I, and forgive me, I had completely forgotten about the two uh, prior. Those were excellent as well. Yeah. I, I can't believe that I completely spaced those out. But um, but the, the longer, um, it's it's almost like a short film. It's more, uh, it's, it's the iconic characters in these iconic yeah. scenes, and you're seeing the Playmobil toys and how they would interact in that world. Um, tell me about that, the inception of that. Yeah, so... We wanted to stay uh, as close uh, to the original as possible. So uh, this has been uh, so much fun to recreate uh, these in individual scenes with our Playmobil characters that it, uh, that it was very difficult for us to decide on a selection of the, uh, these scenes from the movie for these 90 seconds. So my absolutely favorite is the scene uh, when the actor one comes out of the firehouse headquarters. So I remember my youth when I saw the scene in the cinema at the, the time. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it just so much fun for us to do that. So, yeah, well, and it's it, like and it, time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and it it seems to really show off the detail in the Playmobil Ecto as well. You know that you see that car in the animation, and you go, "Wow, the detail that they've put into the toy itself really lends itself to the actual model that you guys have." have animated with it, it works so well um so uh, regina what at what point do you enter the picture here are, are you working with peter and alex and trying to figure out what these scenes are that are going to be in this longer trailer are you helping uh, with yeah. the, the three previous did you guys storyboard those together how how are you involved um actually um we're doing other branded shorts for playmobil so we've been in a strong relationship since a few years now. And then I think last summer, Peter came up um, with the topic that there are going to be a Ghostbusters set. And then I came over um, to the Playmobil office and we sat down in a, in a uh, like it's a bit, it was a big brainstorming and we just collected ideas what we could do and uh, Playmobil had in mind, okay, we need the teasers before and then as a big uh, short, well, like a short film, as you said, the trailer um, when the toy fair is. And so we uh, came up with the three teasers uh, to establish um, the toy line bit by bit and give a few hints. And so you finally end up with a, with a big trailer. And this trailer definitely is based on the favorite scenes of, uh, of us all <laughs> in the end. So, um, we we thought of doing some uh, corrections to add in a charming way that they are actually they are toys and they are back as toys and not back as persons anymore. Yeah, that's, um, 
you're yeah. talking about the joke at the end there where, you know, how do you feel? And he says, well, my, my arms and my yeah. legs are a bit rigid or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, really open. Yeah. I mean, we didn't just want to do a re-edit of the of the films. It was just okay. We could re-edit the films because everyone loves the scenes, or everyone has its favorite scenes in there. But just doing a re-edit was just not enough, or to get enough, or to have enough respect for the toy characters because they're coming alive in a new way. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, you're you're all sitting in that conference room. You're brainstorming all of these ideas and and the scenes that you want to put together for this this trailer. Uh, were there any that didn't make it? I mean, if because there are yeah. so many iconic <laughs> scenes, are there ones that you're like, oh, I wish we could have animated that? Yeah, there always are uh, things they didn't make it. For example, we had another teaser in mind, and it was instead of the Halloween teaser. We had the um, Ghostbusters standing in front of the um, Ivan picture, which is like the, you know, the big picture in the second Ghostbusters. Yeah, the v- Vigo the Carpathian. Vigo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we thought, okay, we make a camera pan uh, up to the face of Vigo, and he's like a Playmobil face too. Yeah. So, but we, this didn't end up <laughs> to be done. <laughs> Well, that's... But we had a, a few of these uh, things and also some uh, dialogue corrections as we did with the stiff hands and legs. We also had some, uh, yeah, some more dialogue corrections, but they finally didn't end up in the film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are just so many iconic scenes in the movies. Like, yeah. I would have really loved to have the, like the, the elevator scene in the hotel in there where they're just standing there and saying like it just occurred to me that we didn't really have a successful test of this equipment that would have been fun as well so yeah yeah we really um deliver these 90 seconds and like some some favorites of individual people then ultimately didn't make the cut (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, Just to to plant this idea in all of your heads, uh, seeing a Playmobil Vigo the Carpathian, I would love to see that. That's (laughs) that's got to be really hilarious. That's going to be so funny. Uh, Me too. I still want to see that. (laughs) Uh, That would be so fun to me. Yeah. I mean, uh, it seems like like you were saying earlier, this world is is such a great sandbox that you could uh, instill Playmobil onto all of these different characters, uh, Janosch and uh, Vigo and and all of the the characters from the second film. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Iterations of of the Ghostbusters, actually, like whether it's Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2, the cartoons, like IDW is doing a great job of introducing uh, all of them in in their comic line, for example. And so... Like the sky's basically the limit, right? Oh yeah, they really are, and and that would be, I mean, again, the Playmobil, uh, uh, Dan Schoening, who's the artist on the IDW comics, it feels like that's a natural fit too between the Playmobil and the IDW uh, design. It's it's, yeah, you guys have a whole lot to play with. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. very cool. <laughs> I really hope Dan Schoening is listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> he he does. It's it's the funniest thing. So um, yeah, we'll we'll make that connection to you guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, as a film nerd myself, uh, Regina, I would be I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the animation process because the quality is so outstanding. The lighting and the shading and the atmosphere and all of the detail that that your team has put into these. 
Um, maybe can you just sort of talk a little bit about that process? How did you guys, especially because the mannerisms, like when Peter gets up and he sort of shrugs his shoulders and there's all those Bill Murray trademarks that we see, how did you guys do that? Was it uh, a performance capture? Or was it just a watching reference from the film? Yeah, um, definitely no performance capture, <laughs> I have to say. It's all hand animated. And um, in this special case, um, we I cut down... Uh, at first, normally we start with a storyboard where we uh, point out the story and have the pictures we are going to show. But in this uh, case, it's totally different because we have real uh, shooted footage we have as a layout. So I started editing um, the movies and had like a version of first version of our 90 seconds trailer. And then with some ping pong to Playmobil, we had a final version and then we started animating. And we analyzed, of course, the footage and tried to... Uh, see, okay, what makes the character special? I mean, in animation, we always see a reduced character design. So there are no facial muscles, for example, but we need to show that he's looking skeptical or something like that. So we try to uh, implement that on the character and somehow it was a big part to analyze the little tiny movements and put it to the um, Playmobil characters. And yeah, I think it was perfect because we had a lot of reference. As you maybe know that uh, in, in the animation industry, when you start animating, you try as an animator, you act like the person who would be there. So you have footage uh, you can look at and you can analyze. But normally in animation, it's more uh, overacted. So you get more poses and stuff. And by just taking it from a um, film, it's not overacted. So the movements are very tiny and very small and you could oversee them very quickly. So we try to keep all the scenes really calm and uh, point out the small movements. Yeah. yeah. And then as a normal process, I mean, in 3D animation, the, we set up lighting and shading and rendered it and finally composed it to a final film. And we always try to stay very close to the original footage. Like while we're building the sets, we try to, like on the rooftop, for example, we try to have the same towers on the roof and have the same silhouette in the background. And of course the neighbor uh, houses to the fire station, we try to be as close as possible um, to the different houses. Yeah. Yeah. How, how does that work? Just out of my own curiosity, are you sharing, do you model these uh, environments and these characters? And then uh, is there any overlap? Can you send these back to Playmobil and then they then have that as assets that they could build toys from? Or is it the opposite? Do they model all of this stuff and send it to you guys? Yeah, it's the opposite. And so we're in a good situation that Playmobil also uh, has 3D, uh, already has a 3D pipeline and a 3D archive of every character. So we get all original characters and all original sets and props. Um, we get from Playmobil and just put rigs and stuff in there to use it for animation. But they are, all the props and characters get prepared from Playmobil. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I kind of I, I wondered if there was, uh, you know, if, if you were developing these sets and props and then you could send it to them and then they would have that to create toys from or vice versa. And that's that's really cool. I think, 
I think um, the the character design for Playmobil is so special because it's very reduced, but like every corner of the product is designed. And so I think it would not be easy or it's nearly not possible to just take a character and remodel it in 3D and then ping pong it over because I think it would be too many revisions. Um, It's better to just keep it where the designers are and they make the 3D model in that case because it's it's already a designed character. Right. Yeah. Why, Why change it? Why redo it? Yeah. And on the other side, I think for me, I'm not working at Playmobil, but so it's for me, it's like there must be a whole 3D archive with a lot or with a huge world of every Playmobil figure ever produced in digital way. So that's pretty funny to imagine. Yeah, there's a digital server farm somewhere that's the entire Playmobil universe. That's that's uh there's there's where your imagination starts going to as well, where you can start mashing yeah, all of these things up together. No one, well, no one knows what's actually happening there. <laughs> <laughs> Big secret. What are they doing? <laughs> We're not gonna tell. <laughs> we'll find out in new movies. <laughs> so, so one one last question, just about the process, because you mentioned you don't want to overact things. Um, you know, you're using the, the actual feature films as as reference and using those subtleties. Were there any scenes uh, in? any of these trailers that were kind of difficult or proved to be a little challenging in order to achieve uh, something that you couldn't quite get just right or, or actually the opposite of that too. Was there something that as soon as you saw it and you were like, Oh my goodness, that's it. That's, that's perfect. Uh Uh Actually uh, we had a special eye on all the Bill Murray moments because he's a very complex and ironic acting. uh, Oh, he does a lot of ironic acting and uh, so we need to put that in the character with a simple, simplified face. So that was pretty hard to get. Um, and then, of course, Slimer, because actually, if you see Slimer, um, if you watch the old movies again and you see Slimer, it's a puppet. Right. And yeah. It's 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 cool. It's a good style in the film. But if you do a redo, you need to give him more facial expressions now because he doesn't have that many facial expressions than you nowadays would see in such a character. And I think this was quite challenging. And of course, um, another uh, problem was the timing and the speed, because in the old films, you definitely see it's another timing. It's much slower than um, the films today. And for example, I think the one of the first scenes in the firehouse when Stan slides down in the fire station, uh, we need to or we need to animate it slightly quicker than it's in the original shot because we started with the original shot and it's like very slowly sliding down. <laughs> Maybe because also because in the original footage the um, the sliding thing is longer or it's higher than in the in the toy. So he was just a, a short distance, and then because of the I don't know today films are quicker thing, uh, he needs to slide a bit um, yeah quicker in the end. But this is like okay, the original shot looks like very slow. We need to <laughs> speed it up a bit. <laughs> but I hope. Uh, we didn't change so much of the original stuff in there because we really tried to keep all that spirit. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, just based upon the the response that I've seen and my own personal response to it, I feel like yeah. you guys you you really nailed it because it's 
It is. It, it, it captures and evokes all of the feelings from when you're watching the original yeah. film uh, in the Playmobil world, but then you've also you've done a great job of making it the fast-paced editing and, and all of the animation that we're used to now in, in 2017. So it's I know it's got to be tricky because you want it to feel like it's 1984, but then yeah, there are definitely. a lot of filmmaking techniques that we don't use anymore <laughs> from yeah. that era. Some, all, all the camera moves, they are very 80s. Right. <laughs> I can't say it. You, you definitely feel a very slow camera crane work in there, which is great. Um, but if you redo it today, no one would do it like this anymore. Yeah. No, no drones, no uh, steady cam shots. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, no drones, for example. Everyone sh- had, uh, shot it with a drone, the rooftop uh, shots, for example. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't have to build that again. But. Um, well, so so for the three of you, um, again, I'm I'm trying to uh, pl- plant ideas in your heads, but I feel like uh, maybe an animated series or maybe an animated movie or something, because you have done such a wonderful job of of capturing this. Uh, I I certainly would love to see more, and and you've you've uh, cast voice actors, uh, international voice actors, so you could even do the localization for all of your territories. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Uh, are there are there plans for more? I mean, I, again, I know you probably can't speak too much, but knowing that the toys launch in May, are there surprises around the corner? Uh, well, in general, the purpose. Of, first of all, thank you very much that that you like the trailers so much and the teasers. Um, but in general, the purpose of the animated teasers and the trailer was to build like a little bit of hype around the release of the line and get especially all of the fans talking about it. So um, today we really unfortunately can't tell whether any more shorts are planned or not. However, we are very excited to see what the Ghostbusters and the Playmobil fans will create with our toys in the stop motion space online, for example. So we are really, really excited to see that. That's uh, that's a great idea. Open it up to them once they have the toys to do some stop motion animation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, uh, thank you for, to the three of you for joining me. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to talk about? I mean, again, there's so much I feel like we could talk about, but I want you to be able to, it's the end of your day. I want you to be able to go home and get some rest. <laughs> Is there anything we haven't spoken about? Um, yeah, I think, um, initially it was really also a big, big challenge to, to transfer the Ghostbusters into the Playmobil system, and we didn't really touch on that that much so far. But I just really want to say that it was very, very important for us to do the property justice and also include most of the iconic characters in our actual toy line. So it definitely needed to be a complete play theme that is 100% compatible with what we call the Playmobil system. So in the example of the Ectomobile, that would mean that the roof, for example, had to be detachable in order to be able to put all of the Ghostbusters inside. So each of the four Ghostbusters actually has his seat in there. So you can fit a whole team in there. And um, also the proton packs must be able to fit on the back of the figures, but also have their individual place in the car itself. So everything is organized. And then the ghost traps as well, they must fit into the typical Playmobil hands. But also the ghost trap needs to have its dedicated place in the back of the car too. So ultimately that's the great thing about Playmobil, that any Playmobil figure now that we have Ghostbusters, any figure, no matter if it's a knight, a policewoman, or a pirate, for example, can now be equipped with a proton pack and start to go 
ghost hunting, you know. And Slimer can drive any Playmobil car, and Stay Puft can grab a knight sword and engage in a sword fight. So it all just works uh, seamlessly together, and we're really uh, proud of that. Yeah, the sky sky's the limit for for imagination. Yeah. But you're you're right. That's something we didn't touch on because there's all of the gear that has to be adapted to the Playmobil style as well, like like the proton packs and the traps and the PKE meters. And uh, how do you how do you keep the detail? Because the these are very sort of intricate things that fans have poured over for you know decades now. How do you keep some of that detail, but then also make it sort of that same Playmobil style? Uh, well, that's yeah. Well, I don't, <laughs> myself, uh, I don't really know yeah. how our designers actually um, <laughs> do that. It's 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 tragic. Yeah. <laughs> But and I'm sure the play value has to factor into that as well. So the proton pack, they have to be able to hold the gun. They have to be able to wear the backpack. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of modifications that we definitely um, need to do. And that's why why it's great that still, even though you, you have to do this transfer and modify a little bit, that still, if you like open up our catalog and you're on the Ghostbusters double page and you see all of these products that you initially see that's Ghostbusters and the Ecto looks just like the real thing. And that was really like built from scratch. And then it had to look like the Ectomobile first. And then we have to adapt it to um, to have like the Playmobil figure be completely um, compatible with it. And all of the gear has to fit inside. But with a property like Ghostbusters, it had to look like the Ectomobile first. So you yeah. would have to initially recognize it. Yeah, it is. There, there again. There's so many iconic imagery and and characters and things that you can work with. But you're right. It has to. You have to see that on a quick page and be like, "Oh, that's Ghostbusters," and then it captures you. It brings you in, and and you want to purchase it. Yeah. Um, well, thank you again to the three of you so much for for everything that you guys are doing. Um, we're all. I, I think I speak for all of the Ghostbusters fans. We're enjoying seeing the the animated shorts and the products that are coming out and. I'm definitely buying all six sets in May, so that's hap- <laughs> happening. Two, two each, two yeah, each. Yeah, two each. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the collector in you. You have to have one in the box still, right? But uh, but yeah. So please please stop back again, and and when you guys have more to announce or when uh, we can talk about other things, I'd love to have you guys back on the show. Sure. Yeah. Oh, pleasure. Sure. Definitely. Thanks for having us. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. Do. And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Ghostbusters. Interdimensional CrossFit. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Man, that I I love. Uh, maybe it's because I'm such a Flula fan. A Flula fan. Flula fan. This is how tired I am. Flula fan. That's really difficult to say. You know the German comedian who's on at midnight all the time. That guy. 
Uh, okay. I, I, just the German accents and talking to those guys. It's always so much fun. They have such great enthusiasm. They love Ghostbusters. Um, it's also six o'clock in the morning, so maybe it's just like I'm riding high on that uh, adrenaline train. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, but thank you so much to to Alex and Peter and Regina for for joining us. Uh, that was that was super awesome of them. Chris, they didn't really divulge much there. Like, did you get the sense that when I was like, hey, could you guys do maybe like short films or like maybe some longer form content in this? They they really didn't want to give us any of those details. I, I think maybe they're still getting a feel for things. I choose to interpret that as they're onto us. Don't say anything. <laughs> That's how I choose to interpret it. Well, I, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't exactly coy with it. I mean, I was literally <laughs> telling them, like, I don't want to put a bug in your ear, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's... They, it's... they know too much. Admit nothing. <laughs> yeah. Look, we could either take it or not take it. We really don't care, guys. Uh, that's, that's how we're supposed to play it, right? Like, call me back or don't call me back. I don't really know if I want to date you. And then they're like, oh, I want to date you. So yeah, so I, it, it sounds like there's good things in store from the, from those guys uh, across the pond. Very cool stuff. Um, I, I I don't know. I tried. I didn't really get that sort of like, hey guys, send us free stuff. But we're really gonna do our best to um, not only get us a few of these playsets, but also to maybe get a few for you guys. Uh, maybe we can give a few of these away, much like we're giving away the real Ghostbusters sets. I just want to remind you guys that we do have that contest that's going on right now still. Uh, uh, phones are open until March 17th at midnight. So um, if you want to uh, throw your hat into the ring to get the uh, Sony Pictures Home Entertainment uh, Real Ghostbusters box set of all five volumes uh, that have been released on DVD, make sure that you call the voicemail line. Uh, we'll put all the details up on the Twitter and Facebook account if you didn't listen last week. But uh, So that contest is going on, and then maybe the Playmobil contest will be going on uh, past that. But um, So let's see, what, what did we not touch on, Chris? What, uh, what final thoughts do you have before you and I like go back to sleep for a couple more hours here because we're like ridiculously tired and the coffee is not kicking in? I got three, I think. One. Uh, Playmobil needs to send me some of their Toy Fair samples, which I only recently found out about. They, some people showed pictures online. They have Stay Puffed, which is not that big, actually. Um, and I think of Venkman. And they were in little plastic uh, sealed baggies for uh, uh, for Toy Fair. For so review, I think review and review, journalism purposes. Th- yeah. Journalism. Actually, to be honest, I think they were directed more at purchasers. Oh. Uh. Did Jason? Um, did Jason at Ghostbusters News get one of those? I think that may be where I found so, it out. Somebody got uh, one of those. I choose not to dwell like, on the fact that he get one of those. Yes. No, just uh, kidding, man. We love you. We love you. It's uh, oh, no, just that, jealous. It's just jealous. I don't. Not anymore. He's <laughs> dead to me. He's <laughs> dead to me. Um, two. By the time you're hearing this, I believe we worked it out last episode that you've got about 24 or 48 hours. What day does this go up here? Monday the. I don't. I don't know dates anymore uh, at this let's point. Do the math. Today is the recording on the eighth. Because my toddler 13th. insists. Thirteenth. Thirteenth. We have. Yeah. You have two days from the minute this drops. Uh, to uh, go to represent 
Facebook.com slash Gaten to order your Oh um, my goodness, I forgot. Dustin Buster's shirt. Oh, I'm so glad you reminded me because I totally forgot to do it. And and we made such a we talked about it last week on the show and we Uh-huh. Oh man, I'm I'm glad this is part of your final thoughts because I got to do this now before I uh, hit Pass bed out. again. Yeah. So the 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 gate the the summary is is that Gaten Matarazzo who plays uh, Dustin on Stranger Things uh, has a shirt that they're selling until the fifteenth that has a cute little uh, instead of the no ghost. Um, it's uh well it's a it's a, it's a Dustin ghost in the uh, a, a Dustin no uh, a no dust I don't know never mind you know what I'm talking about yeah, it's a great yeah. little shirt though raising money um, for CCD uh yep. cranio club we talked about it we Clado, got it wrong last time cranio cranial no dysplasia. we were pretty cranial dysplasia yeah uh, which is that particular condition he has that he doesn't have his front teeth um. <coughs> uh, by nature uh so yeah if you're hearing this you got two days hit uh, our websites because we posted their post about it so you can see a picture of uh, him wearing the shirt and yeah you got about 48 hours to get your order in and third and final shot uh, uh uh final thought is do you, you guys don't have hmv down in the states do you we, we or maybe one in New don't. York or something like that. I think the, like the equivalent was Suncoast, and Suncoast all went out of business, which uh, yeah. was very unfortunate. Well, HMV, yeah. uh, Her Majesty's Voice, is a uh, is a British company that was well represented here in Canada for many a year before uh, Virgin came in and then and pushed them all aside, uh, and then they all went out of business because nobody buys CDs anymore. But um, the long and the short of it is I'm pretty sure it'll survive in the UK, but uh, they recently announced that the Canadian ones are being sold off to uh, some other company um, whose name I don't remember. And it doesn't matter because I never go to stores to buy CDs, but uh, they have a um, whatever a clearing of their stock they need to do. And as part of that big sale, it's not I think I mentioned it a couple times over the years, maybe that stuff is showing up but hmv has an inordinate amount uh <laughs> like all shops uh they kind of tried to uh, diversify to fill in the, the the decrease in one market so as dvds blu-rays and music sales like physical sales started to drop they started turning into slightly more of like spencer's gifts or hot topic they brought in mm. more and more merch yeah. Uh, and as part of that, uh, there's a whole bunch of Ghostbusters stuff. So I, I went out. I recommend it because they probably still have. Well, let's put it this way: the one I went to still had quite a bit of stuff uh, in every category uh, that they had in. Um, all of it like thirty percent to fifty percent off, depending. And of course, by the time you're hearing this, they may have up the the. It's that, it's that game of chicken. How long can you hold out? Uh, you'll get the best price, but it may be gone. Or they'll close the doors before you get there. Who knows? But uh, I went uh, last week and I walked out with, um, what did I get? An Ecto-1 pillow, which I didn't even know existed. A um, an exclu- HMV exclusive four-pack of the Answer the Call Ghostbusters. Uh, so they're all packaged together. So strangely enough, in one almost nearly one fell swoop, I have... Uh, them, they had the Rowan Ghost, and I picked up Gertrude at another sale. So most of the Answer the Call Funko Pops I now uh, have. Uh, there's a bunch more. What else? Oh, a Stay Puff mug, 
again to add to my growing uh, collection of yeah. really inconvenient uh, coffee <laughs> mugs. But it's a really great looking Stay Puft mug. Uh, there's something else that I can't remember right now. So they they carry all of the uh, like the blankets and the pillows and the mugs and all of oh, the yeah. stuff that we've seen that kind of came passed, over the years. That's cool. Yeah, they have they have the the Venkman hoodie. I passed on that because they yeah. didn't have my size, but they had that. Uh, yeah, you name it. Nice. And at the end of the day, uh, if they still have copies of the uh, uh, the any of the movies, they're on deep discount. So if you've ever wanted to pick up yet another DVD copy of the uh, the originals or the Blu-ray, yeah. the new one, or what have you, I mean, I, I never enjoy talking about uh, shops, especially one that, like I said, it's been. It was kind of one of the go-to places when I was growing mm. up, right? Yeah, that's kind of to... bittersweet. That's like Tower Records or uh, Virgin down here. One yeah. of those, like you know, where you'd go and you'd listen to CDs before you could uh, preview them on iTunes or something. And it's now those all yeah. those places are gone. It's unfortunate. And it's but, yeah. it's had a kind of a shrinking, a slow shrinking, anyways, because it uh, when I moved to Vancouver, it's was Canada's one of Canada's flagship HMVs. They had a huge three-story place in uh, just downtown Mm. Uh, and it was mad it was like the whole lower floor was nothing but movies and all that it was just insane yeah and then um, uh, Virgin um, Megastore rolled in and you know they were starting to hit some sort of market decline or you know weak spot and they downsized they abandoned that spot Virgin Megastore took it over and then, yeah, now it's uh, Victoria's Secret. So there you go. <laughs> no books, None no of them movies, are still no here. CDs, uh, but you can get uh, a bra or underwear. So uh, yeah, uh, that's the trade-off. But so when so they say entertainment is is uh, is a uh, recession proof. Uh, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> media may change, but uh, Brazier's, you that's, got it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, so. well, that's that's unfortunate. Always uh, kind of a bummer to talk about those. But at the same time, it's it's a good opportunity to get some sales on some stuff or, or things that you yeah. haven't picked up. But yeah, those brick and mortar stores again cannot reiterate enough. Uh, but you know, participate, go support your local uh, comic book shop, your local hobby shop. Uh, uh, game store all, all of those the places that that want you to come in there and they want you to hang out like the perky nerd in glendale that uh, open yeah. their arms to all of the ghostbusters fans uh places like that they need your business uh because they do not have the big multinational conglomerate behind them so su- support those guys support them so that you can go and have that uh that intimate experience now uh, we made fun of uh, Blue Apron, which I got a little flack for um, on the, the this uh, Ghostbusting Life a few weeks <laughs> ago. Um, I, I mean, it's it's still it's it's impersonal. You go out and reach out to your fellow man or woman and 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 talk to them. I mean, that's that's the whole thing about going to stores is having these social interactions and being able to talk with other people. And even if you don't go to the grocery store and you don't see other human beings. Um, you're kind of missing out on something, so that's, yeah. that's what we kind of lose. Uh, Amazon's very convenient. eBay is very convenient. Um, I am guilty myself of it's uh, two o'clock in the morning, or in this instance, uh, you know, five thirty a.m. or whatever time it is at the moment. Um, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna check eBay and see if they have Nintendo games that are mint in in the box <laughs> in best condition, and I just grab them. But uh, yeah, go go support those businesses, guys. They they really need your help. So, 
Uh, all right. Well, so for, for the record, I thought your parody uh, was hilarious. So. <laughs> all right. Well, good. Thank you. That was, so that was some good I satire that made me it, laugh. It was satire. It was supposed to be a joke, but some people were like, you don't like Blue Apron. I'm like, no, actually, I was a Blue Apron subscriber and uh, whatever. It's... <laughs> Humor is dead. <laughs> Satire is dead, unfortunately. But uh, so, yeah. So at any rate, so uh, let's quick run down. So uh, Murray Golf, you got to do the bit.ly uh, Murray Golf website. Uh, make sure that you call the voicemail line with uh, your entries for the real Ghostbusters DVD. Uh, make sure that you pick up the the Dustin uh, T-shirt by going to the Gatton uh, uh, website that Chris mentioned earlier. Represent.com slash G-A-T-E-N. Uh, sorry, Gatton. I said Gatton. This, this is how tired I am, guys. I think it's... they need two T's to be Gatton. Gatton, Gatton. Yeah. But Gatton, one T. Uh, that, that's three things, four things, five things. Listen, in the next couple weeks, we've got uh, Cyclotrons. We've got Ghostbusters 101 coming out. We have a lot of cool things coming up in the in the weeks to come. So uh, make sure you stay tuned. And thank you guys so much for your support uh, on last week's episode about the lost scenes. That was uh, a revelation to us. Um, I, I, it's one of those things we can't predict. You, uh, some people love certain episodes that were like, Oh, that was a fun episode. We just kind of talked for two hours and that was one of those. So, uh, for everybody who pushed that share button or, or left a review on iTunes, all of those things, uh, we really want to thank you guys for that because that was, overwhelming and, and unexpected chris and i we run out of stuff to talk about and then we talk for like two hours and then you guys go that was your best episode yet and we go what okay huh, sure all right right on thanks guys so uh yeah that feedback is always appreciated if you like something if you don't like something some something if you don't like the way i just pronounced something again tired please call it out but uh, all right, at any rate, uh, until next week, thank you again to the Playmobile folks uh, from Germany. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. You could be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Fastmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to know this. Next week, though, careless pets. Weird. Who you gonna call? <laughs>